Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is Politics Done Right. Welcome to Politics Done Right from the studios of KPFT 90.1 FM, Houston, your community radio station. We have a great program for you today. Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis. Today I'm honored to have Charles Cruz, who is doing something special. He's running for Congress 128. Talk to me about uh, who you are, Chuck. Welcome to Politics Done Right. So uh, just to make sure, uh, I'm running for the Texas House of Representatives, House District number 128, which covers uh, Baytown, Deer Park, Laporte, uh, Crosby Highlands, basically the eastern portion of Harris County. Uh, I am a chemical engineer. I uh, got my degree from Texas A&M in 2005. I spent almost a decade with bare material science before it became Covestro. And then went to the insurance industry, traveling all over America to evaluate petrochemical facilities for safety and reliability because we did not want to pay a check when they had a fire explosion. So making sure that we custom tailor the insurance risk and understand what each individual uh, client had. That was my job for years. So making sure that plants run better, cleaner and safer has been my whole career. And now I'm trying to get to Austin where I can pass laws, hopefully, to make all the plants in Texas run better, cleaner and safer, not just the ones that I happen to be visiting that day. Now, interesting, uh, before we get into the politics, et cetera. Sure. I, w- I want folks to really understand uh, w- what you just said. You are being you are representing an area that I that too often. Uh, the chemical companies, the oil companies, don't are are not as if not necessarily efficient. Don't do the right things by the people in the community. In other words, too often there are things let go in the air. Too often there are things let go in the ground, hits the groundwater, etc. In fact, if I recall correctly, many of those areas they are predominantly uh, they predominate many diseases that you don't have or that isn't prevalent elsewhere. Correct. There are a lot of the incidence rate for illnesses such as cancer, respiratory illnesses, all the different forms that that takes, asthma and so forth. uh, There are higher incidence rates here. And like you said, all of these companies are businesses. They are here for one thing and one thing only to make money. And I understand that. However, there is a way to make money and take care of your business responsibly and safely. And we, I want them to choose more on the side of safety and reliability than on the side of profit. Exxon, Chevron, uh, a lot of these big players are posting absolute record profits. So anytime somebody says, oh, we can't afford to implement XYZ project, it's, it's almost certainly BS. They're posting billions and billions and billions in profits. So there's plenty of money 
to be used sensibly to make sure that what they are processing stays in the pipes, doesn't get leaked, and that emissions are responsibly controlled. Um, it's just a fact of life living out here, unfortunately, that uh, you get to learn that one of the things that happens, I'm not going to say monthly, but several times a year, uh, you'll see a large plume of smoke from a fire, an explosion. You'll wonder, did somebody go to the hospital or did somebody go to the morgue? Because fatal accidents absolutely do happen in these industries. Uh, this, these are very high-risk jobs sometimes, and it doesn't have to be that way. So the push for safety has always been a struggle between profits and uh, trying to make sure that people return home at the end of the day safely and healthy. Uh, and we're always wanting to move the needle just a little bit more, uh, trying to move the ball forward and make sure that we are taking those next steps. Remember, there was a time when cars didn't have seatbelts. It was a time when cars didn't have airbags. And at every step of the way, there was somebody in industry who said, oh, we can't possibly afford that. We can't possibly uh, implement this. We can't let people know that it's dangerous to drive a car. Well, once they owned up that, yes, this is a risk, but we can manage that risk, we can mitigate that risk with science and engineering practices and better management practices, we absolutely can deliver safer, cleaner products. And then I want to be clear, these products are something that are vital to the life that we all enjoy. The shirt that I'm wearing has fibers that are made artif from artificial materials. The buttons are plastic. The computer that I'm talking to you on is made from plastics and petrochemicals. We need these things, but we need them to be made to the highest possible standards of safety, reliability, and making sure that these corporations are good neighbors for the surrounding communities and the people that work inside. So as a, one of the, you know, I've said this for a long time, especially representatives in certain areas, I think should be engineers or or at least science-based because again you can hold that discussion in front of your constituents where you can tell them when when, when they have the spinners coming in to, to convince them that this is unnecessary you can actually lay out not just facts because you know engineers love facts but most people necessarily don't but you can express it one thing the difference between engineers and scientists engineers can generally express something in a manner that the average citizen, the average constituent can understand. Now, tell me a little bit about the 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 uh, the political demographics of the area that you are attempting to represent. I'm going to say that there are at least two different opinions. Um, so there is the traditional opinion that this is a very red area, but this is like a lot of Texas, a low voter turnout area, and for reasons I can't really get into. The Democratic Party has not had an, a significant presence here in a very, very long time. So I live personally in what I call a triple red district. I have a congressperson, uh, Brian Babin, who is a Republican. I have a state senator, Brendan Crichton, who is a Republican. And the guy that I'm running against for State House 128, Briscoe Kane, is a Republican. All three of those are Republicans, very far right Republicans. Um, but there are a significant number of Democrats in this area. And in 2020 was the first time that a Democrat had run for House District 128 since I want to say it was 2004. So we're 
talking very, very close to 20 years when there was not even somebody on the ballot to vote for. And when voters in the area feel abandoned by their party, they lose interest. They essentially stop showing up. And so the problem exacerbates where folks don't turn out. And then so it is perceived that it is a redder area than it actually is. I believe that this is a very purple area. There's a great opportunity to uh, get folks motivated. I've been out knocking doors since February, and uh, I have had several folks tell me, I can't believe a candidate is knocking on my door, number one. And number two, I can't believe a Democratic candidate is knocking on my door. Um, And I've had, (laughs) honestly, I've had a couple of people get emotional because they felt as I once felt. So I moved to the Baytown area in 2006, and I similarly believe that this was just absolutely dyed in the wool red area and that I was alone. I was the only one for a hundred miles. Clearly not the case. There are absolutely people uh, that are on the democratic side and tend to vote in that manner. But the Republican side has been loud and uh, honestly, I'm going to say it uh, aggressive. So there aren't folks running around with big jacked up trucks that have Biden flags. There aren't folks running around with uh, stickers all over their car talking about how much they love the Democratic Party. And I'm trying to change that. I know that the voters are out there. I know that they felt the way that I once felt. I must be the only one. I'm the lone person in this sea of red, and it's simply not the case. There are tens of thousands of voters out there. And I know this because in 2020, the candidate that run, I very much appreciate uh, Mary Williams for having run, but I don't believe that she campaigned very hard and still managed to get a very impressive turnout of around 22, 23,000 votes for not a lot of ground game. And so I know that with a stronger campaign, I can build on that. And while I recognize that I've got a very tall hill to climb. There's a significant point gap to to make up. I intend to narrow that gap even if I don't win. I want to cut the deficit in half, in a third, in a quarter, uh, and narrow that gap because even if we don't make it in 22, we absolutely can in 24. But we need to get out there. We need to get talking to folks and let them know, yes, Democrats are here. They could be four doors down and you just didn't know because you've, like I once felt, felt very alone. Now, much of the media that the the people in your district, if if it's very red, likely listen to, generally makes a caricature out of Democrats, generally makes a caricature out of of progressives. And what happens then is that people internalize that and it becomes their reality and you have to break through that prism. My question to you then is, uh, how do you break through the prism? Uh, first of all, we know that some in the in, in Democratic Party and likely the Republican Party, they like to make things base elections. So in your case, since they have some number they've applied to your district, they figure base election, uh, absolutely impossible for you to get those numbers, which means what they're not doing, which is something that I generally disagree with wholeheartedly, uh, is talking to everybody. Many folks like to concentrate on 
We'll talk to those. We we do the numbers and we see uh, you're a soft Democrat, a, a medium, and that's how they talk, right? I, I've never spoken that way. I've never campaigned that way. I've always campaigned. I talk to people. My question to you, are you are you campaigning to people or are you campaigning to known demographics? So I started off, I'm going to be clear, I did start off with selecting known Democrats that I wanted to go out because I'm coming, uh, I'm not coming off of a school board or city council. Right. I won't have a big name here. And my first hurdle to overcome was name recognition. I need folks to know who I am so that they can be talking to their friends and neighbors about, hey, we've got this guy that we can actually vote for. So uh, I'll be clear. I did start off with talking to the Democratic uh, folks that I had a, a good knowledge of. Now, I am getting closer to the election and I'm casting a wider net. Um, I'm starting to talk to folks where I have less certainty of their uh, stance. And the message is very clear. I know how to make plants run better, cleaner and safer. If you don't like clean air, if you don't like people coming home at the end of the day safe, what are you here for? I mean, we want to work together to make sure that the plants are running the best, cleanest, safest they can because we appreciate what they do. We want the products and the benefits and that we enjoy coming from those facilities. There is no desire to shut them all down or any of the kind of narratives that we hear all the time. The goal is to go out and talk to folks and say, look, I've been in your shoes. I've personally crawled through process equipment. I've been all up and down distillation columns crawling on the inside of them after a turnaround to make sure that they're clean before we bolt them all back together again and start back up again. I know what the work is like. I've been there and I know that there are opportunities to make those plants run better, cleaner, and safer. That's neither a Democratic message or a Republican message. And it's a human it message. It's exactly right. And it seems to me that it is a message that uh, should be heard uh, and should be campaigned to, not just the, uh, not just the people that you know are going to vote for you if they go out and vote, but for others who know that the person representing them today does not necessarily have those interests at hand because of the way uh, they've been meant to think. So I think I think it's both an education process as well as uh, a familiarity process. People getting to know who uh, Chuck Cruz is, somebody that uh, don't look at me by labels. Look at me for uh, for what I actually stand for and what I intend to do for you. Now, give me a few uh, uh, what you want, uh, a few closing statements that you want uh, folks listening to this to hear. Number one, the guy that's in office right now is a lawyer. He is not an engineer. This area, House District 128, the major economic engine far and away is the petrochemical industry. We need a representative who actually represents us. If this district was the core and the heart of the legal industry, great. Maybe he'd be a better representative, but it's not. It's a petrochemical heavy industry, and we need a representative who knows the industry, knows what people are going through, knows what risks that they take, and wants to make it better, cleaner, and safer for everyone, not just the people inside the plants, but the people in the surrounding communities as well. How can people learn about you, Chuck? Uh, my website is a great spot, C-R-E-W-S-F-O-R-T-X.org. 
uh, cruise for Texas. Um, that's a great spot. Um, I will be having a lot of signs coming up in the near future. I do have, Oh, I just lost it <laughs> around here. Dang it. Oh, well, um, but, uh, my campaign signs are going to be cropping up all over the district very soon. Um, and I do have my social media outlets as well. So Twitter is where I'm most active. So I go Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and then I've now got a TikTok as well. And most of them are C-R-E-W-S-F-O-R-T-X. Uh, to learn about me, check out where I stand on a lot of issues. Um, and if there are things that you don't see addressed that you want me to address, send me an email. It's at the bottom of my website. And that's going to be campaign at cruise4tx.org. Chuck Cruz, Democrat for Texas, House 128. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. It's an honor. Thank you very much, Egberto. Welcome to the summer sizzle here at KPFT 90.1 FM. Houston, you know, we are in this short fun drive mode, but you know, you're still getting your program here, right here at Politics Done Right. Now, but I need to talk to you a bit. Um, we are moving into our new abode. We'll be moving into our new studios in the beginning of uh, September. And as, as you know, that means many of our costs will go up. But before we go in, into that, I want to urge you, first of all, to let others know about what we do here at KPFT. Not only the music that you don't get on air on the commercial stations, but on our shows that talk to the community, our talk shows, our news programs, our news opinion, news and fact-based opinion programs like Politics Done Right, ones that you're listening to right now. Uh, but this is the only place where you can get on adulterated truth, not biased by having to cater your words to what corporate America may want you to know and not know. We are here to just give you the truth. Politics Done Right and several other shows that we have on this station. Now, it's important for 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 me to get across that, especially in this politically heated, polarized time, that we have a KPFT 90.1 FM Houston around. Why? You know, we you, you, you listen to the newscast and you hear about polarization and you hear about how Trump is going to do this, or the Republicans this, the Democrats that, progressives fighting against Democrats, etc., etc., etc. What does that really mean to you? That's what we're here for. First of all, let me say that the vast majority of Americans, left, right, middle, center, whatever you want to call it, I speak to a lot of people throughout the country, and I tell you, most of us the vast majority of us want the same thing. But you would not know that 
listening to your regular TV. You will not know that because we have forces that are trying their utter best. You must hate that other. And that other could be anything. That other could be somebody that looks different. That other could be somebody that has a different political party affiliation. That other could be somebody of another religion. But you break it all down and you find out that most of us want the same thing. Most of us have that intersectionality where all the things that we want for ourselves and our family are pretty darn similar. But we have those forces that must keep you apart. And that's why in all the narrative that I do, in all the speaking that I do, I make sure these doors are open for everybody. I am, honestly, a very progressive person. But I have progressive relatives, conservative relatives, uh, middle-of-the-road relatives. And guess what? I love them all. I speak to them all. I enjoy them all. And it's the same with my friends. I have progressives, liberals, conservatives, right-wingers, Trumpists. Hell, I have relatives that are Trumpists as well, and I love them all. What am I trying to say here? There are forces out there, and mostly on, let's say, the mainstream media is one of the largest promoters of this, that their goal is to ensure that we keep friction among all these different groups. And why? Because if you are fighting each other, if we are fighting each other, then we don't look at what is the core of our problem. And that's what we discuss here at Politics Done Right, the core of our problem. I don't care who you are. You are a family member of the Politics Done Right posse. Because that's what we're here for. Engagement, truth, communication. So now, I ask you for that specific reason. Keep us on the air by keeping us funded. We don't get funded from anywhere else but you. Yeah, we may get a little grant here and there, but nowhere to cover what it costs to bring you the truth, to bring you the things that we bring you. So I ask you so kindly, make a commitment. Please make a commitment to a station, to a program that is not there to divide, a program that is not there to, uh, to try to bring a narrative, a corporate narrative to control your mind. But support us because you know we are needed. We are needed. We have to be a voice of reason. We have to be a voice of honesty. We have to be a voice of truth. So I ask you to make that commitment. Call 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Make a commitment to Politics Done Right 
via or to KPFT via Politics Done Right. And you know, we have a few gimmicks. We have if you if you give to KPFT summer sizzle between August 1st and the 13th, you'll be automatically entered into a drawing for one of two copies of Waiting for Columbus, a deluxe eight CD set autographed by all members of the band Little Feet. Winners will be announced on August 16. One entry per person, but don't let that keep you from supporting multiple times, multiple shows. For info on the drawing rules, just go to kpft.org. But please support us. Give us a call, 713-526-5738, or go to kpft.org as you give. Please remember to do it in the name of Politics Done Right to ensure that they, that our leadership sees that the program is doing what it needs to do to ensure that we stay on air. By the way, we'll be coming to you multiple times a week, more so than now, live from the studio where we'll be taking calls. And like I said to many of you before, those of you who give KPFT, what, what, whether it's my books whether it is some other offer that you find at kpft.org, anybody that gives over $120 to Politics Done Right in the name of Politics Done Right, I'll be arranging for those of you who want to, to come sit in the new studio with me as we do the show. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. Because like I tell both of my audiences, both my online audience and my KPFT audience, Politics Done Right is yours. Politics Done Right is ours. We're here to do what's right. So please give us a call at 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Or Easy, quick, wig. please go to kpft.org. Please remember to select that you are coming to, uh, coming, that you're supporting Politics Done Right with your contribution. And remember, you have several options uh, with many, many, many different offers as a, as a token of appreciation. But you can also support us by getting my book, As I See It, Class Warfare. The only resort to right wing doom for an offer of $120. You can also get It's Worth It How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors for a offer of $120. As well, you can get As I See It How to Make, or rather, How to Make America Utopia Take Away the Economy from Those who rigged it for $120. You get any combination of those books, either two or three, and we have offers that are very, 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 very efficient for you, if you will. 713-526-5738 or simply go to kpft.org. Please, folks, please do remember, your contribution to KPFT is a contribution to sanity, 
It's a contribution to political sanity. It's a contribution to unity of us Americans. Again, 713-526-5738. We speak about why are things so hard? Why are things so difficult? Why do we have this angst in this country? There are forces working to ensure we have angst, to ensure we have dissension among people. And these forces know exactly why and what they're doing because as you're enlightened, you become somebody who is engaged. As you're engaged, you ensure that we have an equitable society. And an equitable society means to many that they can no longer pilfer us all, that they can no longer take it all, that again, it is an equitable society. So there is reason for us not to complain about what they're doing to us, but to actually make a difference and be a part of the solution. And I, I, I am telling you, my commitment as a, as a, as, as a citizen of this country I remember several times looking in the mirror as we went through the angst since the inception of this program. Before the inception of this program, I would always be looking and I'll be saying, why doesn't somebody do something about this? Oh my God, what CNN is saying? What Fox News is saying? What MSNBC is saying? Why don't they say this? Why don't they do the necessary things to keep people together? All the time, right? Then I remember one night sitting back and looking just looking in, this, in space, looking in a mirror, virtual mirror, saying, wait a minute. I'm always saying, why doesn't somebody do something about this? Guess what? I'm looking at somebody. It all starts with you, with me in that, case, in that situation. And that's when polit it, it used to be called poli uh, liberal politics done right, but after doing liberal politics then right for a while, I wanted to be all engaging and working with the coffee party. And we wanted to say, no, this is for all Americans, everybody. Politics done right. No labels. Yes, I'm progressive, but I love everybody. I want everybody in. 713-526-5738. Again, 713 Five two six five seven three eight. Please be a part of the solution. KPFT.org. You can you can support us at KPFT.org as well, or at seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Remember, you are ensuring that we can stay on the air, but it's not. It is something that we need to do. So I ask you one last time before we continue with programming, 713-526-5738, 713-526-5738, or go to kpft.org. I promise you, you will feel that you are a part of the solution as you support solutions. I assure you that... We intend to be frugal with your contributions. I promise you that as far as politics done right, 
I am here to serve. I am here to provide truth. I am here to listen. And I am here to learn from all of you. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Please be a part of the solution. Please uh, provide us some support in the name of Politics Done Right at KPFT. 713-526-5738 or go to kpft.org. And let's get into continued programming at Politics Done Right. Thank you for your hearing. Historian John Meachin did a piece today, I think, that I, I don't know how many people really looked at it for what he actually said, but it all has to do with make America great, make America great for whom and who is it that has the ability to do as evil of things as they want to do, to do as wrong, as criminal as they want to do, and still is taken serious as a human being. I want you to listen to Meacham. And then we'll take it on the other side, because what he has to say here is prescient. But John, a growing number of Americans don't want it to work. You recently posted something about the word unprecedented. And I hate that word. I used to ban it on the show. If people use it, I'd make them pay me two dollars because for four years we gasp on TV and say it's unprecedented. But the thing is. People want to break those norms. The former president laughed at it. He loved it. And and so this idea that what's happening is unprecedented. People don't care. They actually like it. They may like it, but what they but the precedence we have to pay attention to is a rule of law, a love of neighbor and a mutual respect. Otherwise, it's not going to matter because then we're going to descend into a state of total warfare all the time. I'm not arguing for some sentimental past. I don't think there's, you know, when people talk about restoring certain things, hell, it wasn't all that great then, right? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a boringly heterosexual white Southern male Episcopalian. You know, things work out for me in this country. Uh, but if you, but for a lot of people, it doesn't. The story of the country is a journey toward a more perfect union, not a perfect one. And so what we have to remind ourselves, and this is hugely important, and it makes what you do so important, and is in the lived experience of a lot of people, the America doesn't really work. Right. It starts mm-hmm. with September 11th. Uh, there's the bad intelligence uh, with Iraq. There's the financial crisis. Uh, there's uh, covid. There's uh, Donald Trump is this huge force. You know, I teach students at Vanderbilt who were born after the attacks of September 11th. So they're political. Imagine where your political consciousness was shaped and okay, where their John- political consciousness was shaped is Donald Trump. <laughs> And so, therefore, let me just say this, it, it puts it a huge weight, a huge burden, I think, to tell a story that the rule of law, that having a constitution that can be perfected is central. Otherwise, and maybe maybe you disagree, but here's the question. What comes next? If you tear this up, what comes next? And if you can't answer well, that... 
I'm reminded of Steve Bannon, who wanted to tear the system down. And in terms of a perfect union, you've got all sorts of Americans that do not want us to be a union. And I leave you with the reminder that the whole premise of make America great again, while there's millions of Americans who want to do that for millions of others Americans, it wasn't great. It wasn't great before 2022 or 2021 for lots of us. Now, what John, what John Meachin said in this piece is prescient. You know, as you all know, uh, those of you who uh, watch me daily, you know, I just got back from a, a conference, uh, the social, uh, we called it the, uh, or, or uh, I think it was called the social Con- convergence uh, panel. We're, we're all of us from all different angles, from all different strives of life come together and we talk and we discuss how we need to change the the system so that everybody equitably gets uh, gets a part of the pie, if you will. But it's not only that, but how we have a true create a true democracy. And what we had and we noticed, or I noticed, was that the people on the mostly conservative side, they all wanted to continuously use uh, the phrase. What were the founding fathers thinking? And it always brought me back to make America great again. All these sort of cues that those who were always of the preferenced class would use. And, and, and I mean, so do, during, during the conference, as I'm listening to everybody talk, and I mean, we had a group of smart people, smart conservatives, smart liberals, smart progressives, smart anarchists. We had smart people there speaking, right? But then I finally had to say, you know, because uh, it, it was getting to me when, you know, we, we pointed out that there were about 30% of America that would not even entertain coming and talking in this group, even though we, yes, we had conservatives, etc. And then I said, you know, you know. Um, first of all, I do engage everybody. Even those that wouldn't have gone there, I would have gone to them, right? I will engage them. But one of the parts that I really refuse myself internally to do is to go under the assumption that everything we built has to ask the question, what were the founders thinking? Because as far as I'm concerned, the founders weren't thinking about women. The founders weren't thinking about people who didn't own land. The founders weren't thinking about the natives, the originators of this, this, this place. The founders weren't thinking about me. Hell, I was actually singled out as three-fifths of a person. I know some are going to back up and say, oh, it was a compromise. It's not that they're calling you three. It was a compromise. Yes, it was a compromise that compromised me to three-fifths of a person. So when we are asked to build a true democracy, and then we are, we are saying, let's do it in the context of what were the founders thinking, I finally looked at them and I said, I don't give a damn what the founders were thinking. I care about humanity. I care about what all of us are thinking about to make a better union. So what I found in the honesty of John Meacham is realizing that we've always had a one-sided system and a very small side in this country. And as much as people could prosper, the exceptions could prosper or you could get by, 
you were never to attain the that bastion of power if even if you had the wherewithal to work for it. And in listening to John again, it was great to see a thinker, a thinker that didn't let himself be fooled by who he was or fooled by the myth that we want to have MAGA make America great again. Because as he said, for some, America was never great and they're trying to make it great. Attorney General Merrick Garland called the liars in chief's bluff. He called the bluff of Donald Trump and all the sycophants that were out there trying to say he, uh, the FBI did something wrong. So he said, okay, you guys think the FBI did something wrong? The bluff, the bluff is being called on you. We are going to open up the door, disinfectant. What do you say now? Check out what Garland had to say, and then we'll take it on the other side. Since I became attorney general, I have made clear that the Department of Justice will speak through its court filings and its work. Just now, the Justice Department has filed a motion in the Southern District of Florida to unseal a search warrant and property receipt relating to a court-approved search that the FBI conducted earlier this week. That search was of premises located in Florida belonging to the former president. The department did not make any public statements on the day of the search. The former president publicly confirmed the search that evening, as is his right. Copies of both the warrant and the FBI property receipt were provided on the day of the search to the former president's counsel, who was on site during the search. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. The property receipt is a document that federal law requires law enforcement agents to leave with the property owner. The department filed the motion to make public the warrant and receipt in light of the former president's public confirmation of the search, the surrounding circumstances, and the substantial public interest in this matter. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. Under my watch, that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. All Americans are entitled to the even-handed application of the law, to due process of the law, and to the presumption of innocence. Much of our work is by necessity conducted out of the public eye. We do that to protect the constitutional rights of all Americans and to protect the integrity of our investigations. Federal law, long-standing department rules, and our ethical obligations prevent me from providing further details as to the basis of the search at this time. There are, however, certain points I want you to know. First, I personally approved the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, 
Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated, patriotic public servants. Every day, they protect the American people from violent crime, terrorism, and other threats to their safety while safeguarding our civil rights. They do so at great personal sacrifice and risk to themselves. I am honored to work alongside them. This is all I can say right now. More information will be made available in the appropriate way and at the appropriate time. Donald Trump is a liar. The people who support Donald Trump are liars. All the sycophants that follow him and try to make it make believe that the FBI is planting stuff in his home and all of that. Donald Trump likely had all that confidential information. Who knows why? Maybe to sell it? We don't know. But the fact of the matter is he had something that belongs to the American people, not to Donald Trump. And they had subpoenas and much trying to get that information as he stated there. But guess what? Donald Trump has usually wants to be wrong and strong. Well, he got the bluff called. Let's see what he does now. Remember, we are in fun drive right now, but you are still getting yourself a great program uh, that we work at putting together for you stuff that you some that you may know on a small level some that you may not know at all that's why we're here politics done right kpft 90.1 fm houston we're asking you to invest in this community radio station but why because folks there's a lot of media out there but it's not media that you control. It's not media that has your interests at hand. When we're talking about community radio, when we're talking about this community radio station, KPFT 90.1 FM, we're talking about a station that is solely funded by whom? You. And if it is funded by you, our loyalty is to you. Most other stations, commercial stations, they're funded by their advertisers and their advertiser needs to program you. And they need to have you in a particular modal. That is why our politics is so bad. Because we need you uninformed. Politics done right doesn't believe in that. Politics done right, KPFT 90.1 FM. Pacifica Network, we don't believe that. We believe that it is essential that you are in control. It is essential that you support us so that we can feed the ethos that we can give, we can enlighten with what is the absolute truth. In that light, I'm asking you to please call 713-526-5738 or go to kpft.org and support us. You can support us with a $25 membership, a $40 membership, or you can get any one of our gifts that you find there. Please do this in the name of Politics Done Right. Also, remember, 
that you can get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it. Pledge of $120. You can get any two of those books for $200. Any three of those books for $250. That is in, That is to support our station. And all those books, I promise you, give you all that you need to have that conversation across the board to ensure, to help us make a better America. So please support us. Please support KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Call 713-526-5738 or visit kpft.org. In the name of Politics Done Right, please select one of our books, several of our books, or one of our offers. We're here for you. You can get Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politics done right. On YouTube Live at politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My handle is at Egberto Willis, at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. Before you get started, please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds, KPFT in your minds. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support, that is there to provide what that nourishment that we need. 713-526-5738. KPFT.org. Visit us online. Contribute online. KPFT. 90.1 FM. You can visit us at kpft.org. Daniel says polio was eradicated in the U.S. and then we allowed unfettered illegal immigrants. Hmm. Let me school you on something. The people that have done most damage as far as killing entire populations with diseases are when Europeans, meaning Christopher Columbus and the Spanish came and left their diseases and decimated various indigenous peoples in this land when the pilgrims came to the United States and decimated the many in the, popul- in the native population, not with guns, but with disease, okay? Diseases that we now have ways to prevent those things from happening Without worrying about immigration is something bad. No, let's make sure that those for really available vaccines. Historian Michael Blaslav has some prescient words that I think we should heed. I mean, um, let's go ahead and play them and then we'll take it on the other side. When Democrats start talking about abortion, Republicans need to have something to say. And so far, they do not. One of the big races left, though, uh, is this coming Tuesday in Wyoming. And this was Liz Cheney's closing message in an ad. 
we do not condemn these lies, if we do not hold those responsible to account, we will be excusing this conduct, and it will become a feature of all elections. America will never be the same. So, Michael, she is so far behind, but she may well have national aspirations. She could be setting the stage. She's raising a lot of money from Democrats. As much as they disagree with her on social issues, they are so impressed with the way she has co-led this committee, the January 6th committee. All true and not impossible that she might run someday third party for president of the United States, maybe in 24. Uh, We're guessing here. But I think the thing is that you'd expect an historian to say this, so I apologize in advance, but 20 years from now, look back on the midterms of 2022, Mm -hmm. what was at stake was not so much some of the things that we hear about, but whether this turned out to be a democracy or not, with rule of law and elections where the real winner is the one who takes office, not the loser who is declared the winner. Those things are open questions right now. So all I would say is there was once a slogan, this time, this fall, vote like your life really depended on it. It really does. Absolutely. So vote like your lives depend on it because it actually does. Now, uh, when we take a look at Liz Cheney or any one of the very conservative Republicans that came out of uh, that, that came out of the Trump, uh, the Trump, uh, what would we call uh, paranoia or the, the, the Trump indoctrination? I think we got to give them kudos. I think we have to give them kudos. But what Beshlas is saying here is something that I believe, but not only something that I believe, but something I think will have a material effect, not only on 2022, but on 2024. Because ultimately speaking, uh, the, 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 the majority of Americans, while they may have their prejudices, while they may have their concerns, while they may have their ideologies, there's one thing most of us like to believe, that we are different than many others, that we are a democracy, and there is a good a good chance that when many go into that booth, unlike what they did in 2020, when it was almost a protest vote to, uh, to elect Donald Trump, well, I should start in 2016, uh, when it was almost a protest vote, the amount of votes he got, but that in 2020, he got that many, that fever, I think, is breaking. Why? Because the, the, the person who would like to become the fascist in chief is such a poor instantiation of said ideology that it turns people off. Now, let me tell you one other thing. We need to change a lot of institutional uh, laws, etc., because somebody much more apt than Donald Trump would have pulled it off. Please get one of my several books out there. As I see it, Class Warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom for a contribution of $120. It's worth it. How to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors for a contribution of $120. How to make America utopia. Take away the economy from those who rigged it for a pledge of $120. Get 
any two of those books for $200, any three of those books for $250. The contributions for my books go directly to support our station, KPFT 90.1 FM. Alternatively, folks, please get your basic KPFT-only membership for $40, a Pacifica-only membership for $25, or choose from one of our many other gifts for your contribution. Just go to kpft.org. Choose Politics Done Right for the program and select an option either for our books or something else to support the station. It is definitely worth it. You can listen and or watch Politics Done Right Mondays through Fridays on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash politics done right or on YouTube Live at politics done right.com slash YouTube. Please do not forget to follow me on Twitter for updates. My Twitter handle is at Egberto Willies, at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. But don't you forget, listen to us live on air at KPFT 90.1 FM on Thursdays at noon and at Fridays at 11 a.m. all Central Time. Please remember to keep your community radio station in your minds. Keep KPFT on your mind. Talk about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell them you know about this station in town, 90.1 FM Houston, that needs your support. That is there to provide that nourishment that we need. KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. Well, folks, that's it for today. You know how I'm going to end this baby. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. <laughs>